What inspires you to make your art? Can you add colors to your welding art pieces? What is it like being a woman in welding trades? Um, join me and my classmates as we talk with Riley from Calgary about these questions and more on today's episode of Grade 7's Talk to Experts, where Zeta talks to a welding expert. Grade 7's Talk to Experts, a podcast where Grade 7 students talk to experts and find out more about their specialty. I'm your host for this episode, Zeta, and I am a student at College Park School in Lineminster, Alberta. Um, before we get to our expert for this episode, I just want to share a little bit about who we are and, and what we'll be doing in our podcast. We are a class of 25 grade seven students in a non-traditional classroom setting where we are focusing on um, experience-based learning using a STEAM approach. Um, That STEAM, which stands for science, technology, engineering, art, and math. We we want to answer that age-old question of why do I have to learn this? By directly connecting what we you study inside the classroom with the world outside the school. For our podcast, students will be connecting an expert that they know in their lives. This person could be an expert in their profession or job, or what could traditionally be considered a hobby or an interest. So without further delay, I am pleased to introduce our expert for this episode, who is an expert in welding art, Riley. Hello and welcome. Hi, Zeta. Thanks for having me. My name is Riley McElroy. I am 20 years old. I am a second year welding apprentice. I was born and raised in Calgary, Alberta. My mom is a special needs teacher. She teaches kids with autism and other mental cognitive. Um, what was school like for you when you were younger? School for me was very hard. Um, it wasn't always an easy thing. In grade two or three, I was diagnosed with a learning disability, which meant that my brain is wired differently. So it's harder for me to read and write. Um, you know, being diagnosed with a learning disability was really hard for me. It was really hard for me to fit in during school, which caused a lot of anxiety. And a way that I coped with anxiety was kind of um, distancing myself from others and kind of excluding myself as well as engulfing myself in artwork and doing that as a way to express myself and to deal with the anxiety and feelings I was having towards school. Okay. Um, tell us about someone who you looked up younger. Oh, I definitely look up to my mom and dad. They are very strong people who've taught me a lot. You know, they've showed me how to be resilient and how to be independent and, you know, work hard and how to set goals and how to achieve them. You know, I'm very grateful to have the parents that I have. I definitely wouldn't be where I am right now without them. Um, What is welding? Welding is a process of joining multiple, one or more pieces of metal together. It uses a... Um, electrical arc that creates a lot of heat causing the metal to melt and fuse together. A way to look at it is like 
gluing metal to metal with metal or uh, sewing. It's like having two pieces of fabric. Those are your metal and then the weld itself is the needle and thread. So you're sewing together and fusing those two pieces together. It's basically what welding is. Um, where did you first learn to weld? I learned to weld in high school. I was very fortunate that I had a high school that had a welding option course that I could take. Um, I was able to take it my first year of high school and I learned a lot from it. I wound up taking it multiple times over and over and over again because I loved it so much and wanted to get constantly better at it. Um, tell us about welding art and how you got into it. How did you learn to weld the art? So I went to a high school that had a specific art program. It's the Performing and Visual Arts program. And so when I got accepted into that, I was so excited thinking it was the greatest thing ever, only to feel like I was just, you know, another grain of rice. You know, everyone was doing the same thing. They were all doing the same paintings, the same, you know, pastel colors, the same charcoal drawings. I wanted to do something really different. I was didn't want to compare myself to anybody else and nobody else was, you know, doing welding art. So I thought, you know what, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go and talk to both my teachers and see if I can do it. And I was the first one of the entire program to ever do anything like that. And so I was so lucky to have very supportive teachers who allowed me to explore my art through a different format, through a different medium of welding. It was awesome. That's cool. Um, where do you build your art? When I was in high school, I was able to use the welding facilities that were at my disposal at the high school. Um, since I'm no longer in high school, I use my own garage. I'm lucky that my dad has helped me kind of convert it into my own little welding studio, putting up, you know, plastic curtains to protect everything so that I'm not, you know, starting a fire in our garage, because I'm pretty sure my mom would be very disappointed in me for that. <laughs> so yeah, i lucky I got to work in my own garage. It's great. Um, do you use any special tools? Yeah, I use lots of different kinds of special tools. Um, obviously, you need a welding machine to do any welding art. I'm lucky I have access to a plasma cutter. It's a fancy cutter, basically, that makes it a lot easier. It's portable, so I can do all sorts of different shapes with it. Um, I use grinders. I use vice grips. I use hammers, all sorts of different kinds of tools to bend and shape the metal into whatever desired form I'd want it in. I also use a lot of PPE, so personal protective equipment to keep my safe, myself safe as well as others. So, you know, I use my safety helmet, you know, I've got my beanies, I've got my welding shield that I use to keep my head safe, you know. Uh, when you're welding, it produces a lot of uh, very bright light. And so a welding mask is basically very strong sunglasses. Um, I use respirators and uh, air vents to you know, remove all of the toxic gases and fumes that come from when you're welding. I use different kinds of gloves to protect my hands. I use a big welding jacket that's all covered in leather to protect myself from getting myself burnt. You know, I make sure nobody's in my garage when I'm doing it. I don't want anybody to get hurt. You know, if they see that bright light, it's very damaging to eyes. So not only do I use tools to make the art, I use tools to protect myself as well and others that happen to be coming into my little workspace. That's cool. Um, where do you get your metal? 
So for all of my art pieces, I use scrap metal. I just, I prefer the way it looks. And I like that when people are looking at my art piece, they can look at it as a whole. And they can also look at it and see all the little pieces. Oh, that's a car part, that's a nut, that's a washer, that's a railroad tie. I like them being able to see it as a whole, but seeing all the little pieces that are made up of it. So I use a lot of scrap metal. It's great because it's cheap and I can get it anywhere. I have people who are giving it to me. I have people who are telling me different places I can go get it for free. It's cheap. The only real expensive stuff for me is the tools and the machine. All my metal I get for free. Um, do you use any other materials besides metal to build your art? For the most part, no. I like using my carbon steel, my regular steel that I use for welding. Um, I do use wood occasionally. I did a chair and I used uh, wood for the slack for where you sit on, just so your butt doesn't get as cold when you're sitting on it. It gets a lot colder when you're sitting on metal, right? So for the most part, I like using metal. I just, it's more of my format. It's what I've practiced and worked very hard to perfect. So I like sticking in that kind of realm. Um, now I'll have to make you up and ask you a question. Okay, thanks. Perfect. What inspires you to make art? Well, inspiration comes from all over the place, you know. I used art as a way to cope with my anxiety and how I struggled through school. And now I've overcome those anxieties. So it's more of a, you know, feeling good feeling you know i love creating stuff i like that feeling of accomplishment once i've created things so i guess the inspiration behind it is making myself feel better making myself feel more together and at peace i feel so accomplished once i finish things do you have a favorite welding art piece and what makes it your favorite um my favorite art piece have to definitely be my first one it was a squirrel standing on its back legs with its hands up on a rose. And it's my favorite, not because I liked the way it turned out in the end, but because it was my first real adventure out into learning how to do metal artwork, how to really, you know, give myself the motivation to try something new. It was such a success once I'd finished it. It really was just a monumental moment. It was my very first metal art piece. So it will always be my favorite for sentimental reasons not for always the visual reasons. Um, what was your most, most difficult art piece you made and what made it challenging? I made a chair. I used uh, square tubing to make a metal frame for it. And then I used wood slats to be the seating part. The part that was so difficult is my artwork is very organic. What feels, you know, I was doing my artwork for what feels good, you know, what looks the best. But for with this chair, it was very serious. I had to have, you know, the angles had to be right. The measurements had to be right. It had to line up perfectly or it wasn't going to work. It was so frustrating because I messed up cutting so many pieces. I cut them too short or they were too long and I had to cut them again or they were at the wrong angle. And so I had to fix them. It was just a very long, frustrating process. And uh, for a first try at doing it, I'm pretty proud of myself but it was so difficult just, you know, keeping that motivation as well behind it after you keep falling on your face every time. It's just definitely the most difficult piece is that one. Um, can you add colors to your welding art pieces? Yes, I can add so many colors to my art piece. I prefer the way it looks with the bare metal. 
that's just my taste. But you can always, you know, spray paint it or use um, different kinds of acrylic paint on them. You can do a certain patina effect so you can, you know, paint it and then take a blowtorch to it and it'll burn it in a certain way. You can also soak it in different kinds of acids or bases and it'll eat away the metal. It'll cause oxidization to it, which will... Uh, change the way it looks will give different colors if you're welding it and there's you're in that correct heat zone it'll create an oil slick effect on it it'll change the colors it's really beautiful once you see it happen it doesn't happen initially but you got to give it a little second then the oil slick colors come through it's absolutely amazing that's cool um now uh um have you ever had an art showing art showing Yes. Yes. I have had two. They were amazing. I was, um, it's a different feeling. You know, you always look at your artwork, but it's such an amazing feeling to see a whole bunch of other people come in and look at it and admire it. My first show was with my first piece. I only had one at the time. It had so much attraction because nobody else in that gallery was doing anything like it. It was so one of a kind. It it's amazing to get that chance. You know, you work so hard to create these pieces and then you finally get to show them all. It's, it's a really amazing thing. Okay, thanks for answering my questions. Thank you. Um, can you show us an example of welding art pieces? What was your inspiration for each piece and how long did each piece roughly take to make? Yeah. So this is my first guy. So it's supposed to be a squirrel. It looks more like a cat, if I'm going to be honest. <laughs> but yeah, uh, this is my first piece. It took about, I'd have to put it, because I was just starting out, it would have taken longer for me. I want to say about, you know, 20 hours, 20 to 30 hours maybe. <laughs> Just, you know, making everything fit, you know, you got to alter every little bit for it. And I guess the inspiration behind this guy was really uh, everyone in my art class was doing all of these uh, very nature inspired drawings or abstracts behind it. And I decided I wanted to try that, but in my own way, not very abstract, but still had that very nature element. So I liked it. And then... A very simple guy. This takes about four hours. A little simple rose. Well, very simple, and I honestly just wanted a pretty flower. It's not so much for a girl to ask to have some flowers these days. <laughs> and then I guess I got this guy. So for this one, I wanted something very edgy, very industrial that I could hang on my walls at home or in my room. And yeah, this one, because of all the cutting and stuff behind it, it probably took me about 30 hours to put everything in and then bend all backing stuff. And a lot of people ask me why I didn't sandblast it or paint it. I like the way the little heat uh, parts come through from where I welded it, you know, like that little color variation and how it's not all just one solid tone. I think it would really blend in if it was all one solid tone, so yeah. And I got one more I'll show. Again, as you can tell, I like flowers. So this guy here took me a little bit longer just because it was a bigger piece. Um, 
want to say about 40 hours. And then the backing paper here is just to add a little bit more color so it doesn't get lost in a way. Yeah. And again, I really just love doing flowers. I think it's such a beautiful thing because flowers are usually this delicate and very soft thing. And when you put them into metal, it's more of a very industrial, very edgy, very strong look to them. So, so I like it. Mm -hmm. Those are really nice, and I'm just going to explain a little bit for um, for our listeners who didn't get oh, the chance to see those wonderful pieces. Um, I love that that squirrel one uh, because mm -hmm. the motion you can see the squirrel jumping. Um, I also love that you chose that kind of like brush for his tail because it really works for you know to show the the, the quality of the squirrel's bushy tail. Um, and I really get that juxtaposition that you're going for between uh, something natural like those flowers made out of metal, which is totally not natural, very uh, man-made. So um, that that comes through really strongly in uh, in all those pieces. That lion was amazing. I'm a Leo myself, born in August, um, and it's beautiful. And I too like those little heat impressions that your uh, that your welding has given it. Gives it a almost like a, a skin tone, the variation in color on, of a skin tone. Thank you. Um, have there ever been times where you felt discouraged as a welding artist? Always. Always feel very discouraged. I'm very hard on myself. I mean, I think everybody's very hard on themselves. You know, they want to do the best that they can. And when they're not doing that, they feel very discouraged. I feel very discouraged, at least. I know that in the end, things always come together. But there's always that halfway point where you're through the art piece and you go, this isn't going to look good or this looks absolutely awful right now. And so I know that in the end it will turn out, but sometimes it's very hard to keep yourself going to get to that point. So yes, being discouraged is a very common thing, but always knowing that you're going to get through it and that's going to be better in the end is a great feeling too. Okay. Um, I'll have Lily come up and ask you a question. For sure. Hello. Hi there. Um, have you ever been injured while welding? Yes, of course. You know, uh, especially starting out and even now I still get injured. Um, injuries can come from anything. Like everyone's hit their hand at least once with a hammer. Anyone would be lying if they said they hadn't. So, you know, it's simple things, you know, simple slip ups. I forgot to put my gloves on. I grabbed a hot piece of metal. I burnt my hand. I wasn't wearing my steel toe boots. I dropped plate of steel on my toe. I lost a toenail that way. Um, I've gotten a whole bunch of burns. If I go and get suntanned, you can see they're kind of like reverse freckles. They're like little white dots from just little heat burns and stuff like that. But yeah, I, getting injured does happen a lot. But the thing is, is that it all could have been prevented. If I wore my steel toe boots, I wouldn't have hurt my foot if I dropped that sheet of steel on it. You know, I wouldn't have burnt my hand if I was wearing my gloves. I wouldn't have cut myself if I was wearing my jackets or all of this stuff. All of these injuries can be prevented. And because I know someone's going to ask if I've caught on fire. Yes, I have. It happens. Okay. I was welding. It was, it started sparking like a sparkler that you put on a birthday cake and it caught my hoodie on fire. Again, could have been prevented if I was wearing my leather jacket, but... Of course not. Why would why would the one day I catch on fire I'd not wear my jacket? Right. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Um. Okay. What is your day job and what do you do in it? 
So for my day job, I am a second year welding apprentice with the Boilermaker Union. I work up in camp, up in Fort McMurray on oil sites. So I work on sites like Syncrude and Suncor. I work in their big refinery plants. So I work on uh, boilers and cokers and cogens and towers. And there are all these processes of um, refining the ore that we get from the ground into different materials, into different uh, oil products. And so during my job, I can do anything from, you know, grinding steel down to certain levels. I can be welding, you know, different parts back together. These machines are working 24 seven, except for when they're shut down. So there's a lot of stuff that breaks during that time. So I'm fixing those. I'm, you know, helping other people on my crew do their jobs. It's a very labor intensive job, but I love it. It's a great workout. <laughs> Um, can you tell us a bit about the Boilermakers Union? Yeah, so the Boilermakers Union's uh, real name is the International Brotherhood of Boilermakers. And so a union is kind of like a group of workers that have come together to fight together to have better wages, uh, better working conditions, better hours, and all of this stuff. So I felt... Um, very safe when I was coming into the industry being a girl it was very scary coming in but being a girl and knowing that I had a union behind me it made me feel a lot more safe doing my job and then once I got out there and realized all the things that I thought about the industry were really wrong it was really nice to still have that union behind me to keep me safe. Um, now I'll have Elizabeth come up and ask you a question. <laughs> Hi. Um, where did you go to school for welding? So I went to SAIT. So that is the Southern Alberta Institution of Technology. I believe that's what it is. There's also NAIT, but there is a lot of other schools that you can go to for welding itself to get your certifications. Mm -hmm. um, in order to do that, you have to graduate high school and then be indentured by somebody. So being indentured means that this company or owner will take you in and mentor you. And so as you're being mentored, you have to work for a certain amount of hours before you can go to school. So I have to work 1500 hours and then I go to school for two months and that counts as my first year. And then I go and get more hours. So I do my 1500 hours again and I go to school for second year and that goes on all the way up to third year. So through this time, you are getting not only the in-school learning, but you're also getting that hands-on learning that makes you a better tradesperson, that makes you better at your job. And so it's a three-year process, and then you become a journeyman, and you're kind of like the master, the great one, <laughs> that's how a lot of people phrase themselves. But yeah, it's a great process to go through and doing trade school. I found it very easy yet challenging. It's a lot of information thrown at you at once, but if you know what you're doing, it's it's a great time. Okay, thank you. Did you need any special training to do it? So for me, technically no. When you're going to school, all you need is to be indentured. And then all the training that you get, you get through your job. I took a different route. I challenged all of my schooling for my first year while I was still in high school. So I did all of my schooling while I was still doing my high school classes because I wanted that extra leg up. 
And so I wouldn't say you need any extra training. It's always nice to have it. It gives you a leg up. I did it welding all through high school. And a lot of people who get into welding don't. They haven't welded before and they just decide they wanted to try it. So if you have no experience with welding at all, you can still, you know, go get a job, get indentured and start this process to become a welder. You don't need any special training beforehand. It's always nice to, but you don't need it. Um, what is it like being a woman in a welding trade? It's difficult. It's difficult because there's so many barriers that have been put up and there's so much bad stigmatism about what it's like to work in the trades as a woman or in the industry in general. It's, it's hard because there's not enough people advocating and educating people and encouraging them to come to the trades. There's less than 5% of all the tradespeople are women. It's less than 5%. It's, you know, it's difficult. I go to a work site and, you know, for every 20 guys, there's one girl. There's not a lot of us out there. So we really do have to stick together and try and encourage more people to come into the trades. It's really an amazing job. If you're good at, you know, working with your hands, you know, visualizing oh. things, you like working with other people it's amazing i highly recommend the trades and especially for women i made two thousand dollars going to school my tuition was covered and i got paid by the government two thousand dollars to go to school because i'm a girl so i highly recommend it if you're ever considering anything for post-secondary for any training after high school get into the trades it's you have so many amazing opportunities you know, and it's always your first career, but there's always so many careers after that. If you decide you don't like it after 10 years, you at least have a jumping off point, right? So. Um, in your opinion, what makes someone an expert? In my opinion, I think someone who's an expert is somebody who is knowledgeable, is experienced in a certain skill or um, aspect or trade. I think an expert is somebody who is very good and intelligent at what they do and who can also teach what they do. Because a lot of people can know what they can do, but not a lot of people can also teach it. I think that's what makes a good expert. Um, do you consider yourself an expert? No, I, I wouldn't consider myself an expert. I think that I have so much more to learn and to understand to make myself not only a better person, but a better person with my artwork, a better welder. I wouldn't consider my ex myself an expert yet. I hope soon in the next five years, I'll be able to say, yeah, I'm an expert in that. But as of right now, I don't think that title's mine to take. So I'm gonna say no to that one. Okay. Um, at this time, I'm going to open up the mic for any students to ask any question they might have. Hi, my name is Ryan, and my question is, what's the most complicated piece you've ever made? The most complicated piece? That's a very good question. I'd have to say it's my squirrel one, just because it's a lot of little pieces that went into his belly and trying to get them all fit was a, quite the task. And so I'd have to say it was this guy my most complicated, also because I didn't have the confidence to really do it. So confidence helps things always. So I have to say that. Thank you. Thank you.
Um, hello, my name's Adley. My question is, what is your least favorite piece? Least favorite. Oh. So I made, it was a fish. I made a flat fish and it had hooks coming out of the bottom, but I made them kind of like a lures almost. I do not like that one the most because I accidentally welded them on backwards and then to fix it, it would have gotten even worse. So I just left it as it was. That one's definitely my least favorite. Okay, thank you. How old were you when you first did your first piece? When I first made my first piece, I think I was about 15. I just started high school. I was in grade 10. I was 15. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Uh, hi, my name is Blake, and I was wondering, um, what is there any pieces that you had to throw away because you messed up or failed on them? No, actually. I'm lucky enough I've been able to either fix them or put them away for a time and then incorporate them into something else so I'm never wasting material. I'm lucky that way. If I was still drawing and painting, yes, I would have lots of pieces. Oh, thanks. Thank you. Um, when you were younger, did you ever think you were going to uh, like do this type of stuff? No, never. Um, I knew that I wanted to do something different. I never thought this would be the path that I chose. Um, once I got into high school and took it for my first semester, it was like light switch went on. I knew exactly this is what I was going to do once I graduated high school. It was just having that opportunity to experience it really gave me the idea and the encouragement to continue with it and do it as a career. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Hi, I'm Zoe, and I was just wondering, um, what is the, a piece that took you the longest? Piece that took me the longest? It was definitely a tie between the lion head and the flower wall, just because it was a lot of time cutting and mildly cleaning up the pieces before I put them together, as well as figuring out how I wanted them to lay and sit a lot of time for pieces. It's not, you know, cutting out the pieces or welding it in. It's figuring out where you're going to put them and how you want them to fit and look in the end. That's mostly what takes the longest. So yeah, I'd say those two. Thank you. My question for you is, was welding something that got easier or harder as time went on? That is a very good question. Um, in many ways, it has gotten easier, but since it's gotten easier, a lot more doors have opened up for me. So I've had to try harder with new different kinds of processes of welding. There's not just one kind. There's many different levels and kinds of welding as well as different positions. So, you know, you weld overhead, you weld, um, horizontal or you're welding vertical or you're welding flat it gets harder because people are expecting more of you but it gets easier because you now have the skill set to do those harder things okay thank you for answering my question thank you um hi you mentioned that they actually paid you to start welding school Yes, um, because there's such little women in the trades, less than 5%, they want more women out there. They're encouraging it. 
Um, so they're doing that by offering to pay, pay you to go to school, pay you to, you know, complete your training, pay for your school and all of it because they want more people, women in the trade. So that's them trying to get more people involved and aware of it. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Um, hi, my name is Regan, and I was wondering, is your uh, brother into welding too? Yes, actually, for his job, he is. Um, he does a lot of things. Originally, he was going to be a millwright, and a millwright is kind of a jack of all trades. They do welding, they do fitting, they do engines and uh, pistons and all that sort of stuff. Um, but he decided to go into the mechanic side more. But yes, he does still weld. He has a big Jeep of his that he puts lots of bush bumpers and all of that on it. So he definitely welds. Not as good as me, but definitely welds. Thanks for answering my question. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for coming, Riley. I hope you have an awesome rest of your day. We learned a lot about welding art. Thank you for my classmates for the questions and thank you listeners. Have a great day. Stay tuned for the next episode. hear from you. Send your questions, show ideas, or any other feedback to talkingtoexperts at gmail.com.